Hello and welcome to Mommying, Surviving, and Thriving, a podcast for women that believe in living their best life while working and raising a family at the same time. We discuss how to live a happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving life while balancing the demands of being a woman, mom, and all-around superwoman. We're here to inspire you with a new perspective and to also create a community of supportive women in the process. Let's dive in. Hello, ladies, and welcome to this episode of Mommy Surviving and Thriving. Today, we will discuss the importance of a cheer group. There's nothing like having that person or group of people to lean on as things get rough. But more importantly, that same group of people or that person to help celebrate when you have those wins. And today we are so excited to have with us Ms. Cecily Wilson to help us, us discuss the importance of that cheer group. But like Ms. Cecily likes to call it, your posse. Cecily is a best-selling author, award-winning broadcaster, motivational speaker, and philanthropist. She's had it all, lost it all, and bounced back stronger. And I'm so excited you'll be able to hear her story today. So welcome, Cecily. Boop, boop, boop. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. <laughs> I just have to say she has the most um, energizing. I mean, she, I met um, Cecily Wilson through um someone that we know, Demetria Sloan, uh, as everyone knows on this podcast, my executive coach, because I talk about Demetria all the time <laughs> and her spring into leadership um, seminar she had in the spring. And uh, Cecily just gave a phenomenal uh, speech. Um, and she's just, I, but I won't hold on to this too much longer because you have, like I said, a phenomenal <laughs> story. Um, so I want to just turn it over to you and you just really tell us who you are and how did you get to this point and where you are in your life? Oh my gosh. So uh, first of all, I guess the first, the most important thing is that I am a mother of two beautiful daughters, Chrissy and Nicole, and now the grandmother, which my grandmother name is Gina. So do not call me Nana. Don't call me Mima. Don't call me anything, but you can call me Gina. You can call me Gina. And I love so, it. Gina's baby calls me Gina and Amari Elizabeth is two years old and the joy of my life. Girl, let me tell you, I had no idea. No, I loved being a mommy. Oh my goodness. It was the best thing ever. And my goal was to be the best mommy that I could ever be. But of course I've made some mistakes. You know, I did things that I probably could have done differently, but now I got a second time around to do with, with Amari Elizabeth, and it is amazing being a grandmother. Oh, that's awesome. That's a, we, we all, and that's part of what we talk about here, Mommy Surviving and Thriving. We don't always get it right, but yeah. it's important that, that we're there for our kids, and I think we all are, and, we, and we, as long as we try to do the best that we can for them. Absolutely, absolutely. And so besides being a, a mommy, I am also... Uh, veteran broadcast journalist, an award-winning broadcast journalist. I knew from the moment I graduated from high school in Valdosta, Georgia, that I wanted to attend college and become a, well, actually it was supposed to be the first black talk show host. And uh, <laughs> someone else kind of took the reins of that, but... <laughs> 
but I never lost focus. I never lost sight. And I was laser focused on getting there and being the best journalist that I could possibly be. And so I've been so blessed to be able to use this industry as a platform for my voice, my mission, my my message and communicating in a way. And as Demetria actually helped me to craft was my mission statement to be the voice of, uh, to impact the world. And so that is what I'm using my voice as, as a broadcast journalist. I'm a new author of She Said the P Word and best-selling book that debuted in July. And the number one category in four different categories, actually, number one spot in four different categories. So I'm really excited about that, which also led to me being a TED Talk speaker. So now I can add that to my list. And so um, not to, 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 you know, uh, highlight all of my, my sizzle reel, but it's important to understand why I'm so excited about that, because I lost my ability to speak. When I experienced a stroke on air in 2004, mm-hmm. I literally could not get the words out of my mouth. I could hear them in my head, but they weren't coming out. And so mm-hmm. when I talk about me being a best-selling author, being a broadcast journalist and still being able to freelance in this industry and being a TED Talk speaker and motivating others and being a philanthropist, and encouraging other women to hit the reset button, even though life feels like it's totally fallen apart, this is an opportunity for me to thrive. So I survive. So when you're talking about surviving and thriving, I survived a two-time stroke attack, right? Mm-hmm. What my mom used to say, the devil should have gotten me then, because now <laughs> I ain't shutting up, right? <laughs> I got some so- stories to tell and messages to get out. So And we want to hear them. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. And so that is exactly why I'm so excited about sharing what God has been able to do through me as a a result of me using my voice and my platform. So uh, I'm excited about um, sharing my story anyway and anytime that I can, because, you know, as women, you know, and when it falls apart, Everybody has a freaking backstory, everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not they want to tell that backstory is something different, but everybody has a backstory and no one got there alone, which leads me to why having a posse, your cheer squad, your tribe, your ride or dies, whatever you want to call them, they are vital mm-hmm. to your existence, vital to your existence. And can you talk more about that? And, and I, you, you said a lot. Um, one thing that you said is, is everyone has a backstory, but for many women, they are either ashamed or they're afraid to kind of tell their story, but it's made us who we are today, right? And it's important for us to celebrate that and discuss those backstories. And you have a phenomenal one. So I know you have many, many stories to discuss, but talk about how that posse has helped you when you, like you said, you're a two-time stroke mm-hmm. survivor, um, you met through many, and I'm sure that was a long road to recovery for you. And just with a lot of things with your kids, helping with your kids, things that mm-hmm. you had to lean on others to help you with and how that posse helped during those times. Yes, absolutely. I think I have to, you know, repeat a quote that I love from my forever first lady, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And it's, even when it's not pretty or perfect, even when it's more real than you want it to be, your story is what you have, what you will always have. It's something to own. 
And I own that story. And I didn't, that story wasn't successful because of what Cecily did. It was because of those individuals. So recovering from my stroke wasn't because I had the willpower. I had that, but that wasn't enough. I had my mom, I had my sisters, I had my girlfriends who were there saying, okay, listen, I even remember the second stroke. (laughs) I had this pity party and I'm like, I'm talking in the best way that I could because my, my, my speech was slurred. One of my best, my girlfriends is a speech pathologist and she called me and I says, I don't want to take any phone calls. Don't, I'm not speaking to anyone. I just need to be alone so that I can get through this by myself. And so pardon me, I'm going to tell you just like it is, is very authentic. She says, okay, Heffa, when you cannot speak and I'm giving you the tools that you need, don't freaking call me when you can't talk, right? (laughs) She literally laid it out like straight no chaser about why I could not do this alone. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll talk to you, okay. (laughs) But it was because of Shelly that, and her, her, her message of being able to help craft those words, she does this for a living. And you're trying to do this by yourself. No man is an island, Cecily. You've got to make sure that you surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you, who are going to wipe away your tears, who are going to pray for you, who are going to be there even when you feel like you can't be there. They're holding up your arms when you, when you're, they're they're too heavy to just to even raise. And so I feel that those posse members are as I said earlier, vital to your existence. You cannot breathe without them. So each time you take a breath, it's because someone else was there to help you breathe. So I've got plenty of stories around about how my girlfriends, my tribe, my posse has said, okay, (laughs) listen, let's reel her back in. They call you out on your stuff and they keep you honest. Mm -hmm. That's what and they're not yes men or no men, Myla. So, you know, we, we can't just have yes men and no men around us because what does that do for us? Absolutely nothing. Right, right. That's important that you're saying it because a lot of people, you know, when you say cheer group, when you say posse, it's, you know, you always think about more so the good times, but you need those individuals because I have them, <laughs> those true friends that'll tell you the truth, right? When it's, when you really need to hear it the most, to kind of reel you back in as you sit to say, now hold up, Myla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not how it's going to work. That's not how, that's not who you are. So it's, it's important for us to have those. And I know I do. Um, I'm getting ready to go on to uh, a girl's trip, which is exciting for me. Um, that was postponed because of COVID and Potentially mm-hmm. it was going to be postponed um, again, but we're going, um, and I'm excited because obviously, and, and you know, I have three little ones, so it's um, three little ones and a husband. So to kind of get away for a little bit, just to kind of re-energize is what I'm really looking forward to. But a mm-hmm. part of that is, um, like you said, you have, you have a daughter. And so I know a lot of the women that I talk to they're really feeling that um, sometimes that guilt of making sacrifices as they're trying to get ahead in their career or build, build their own business mm-hmm. and dealing with the work balance life. How, how did you deal with that? And did you have help to kind of help guide you and then also help with your kids as you're raising them? 
Yeah, and there's there's always a, a level of guilt when you are uh, um, going through difficulties, adversities, decision making. There's always a level of guilt that did I did I make the right decision? Should I've done this or or should I've gone there or you know did I take this job at the wrong time? You know all of those things that you're questioning because you you know that you have a plan, but God ultimately has an other another plan for you. And so yes, I had that guilt for me, and and here's what what really, really helped me is because I didn't listen to the heifer in my head. (laughs) One of my girlfriends told me that she's like, Cecily, if you listen to the heifer in your head, it will get you off track and distracted Mm -hmm. from what you are supposed to be doing. So drown out the noise stay focused on what you're supposed to be doing and utilize those individuals who are speeding positive energy into your life. And, you know, Myla, not every cheer squad member is a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They all have different roles and positions that they are supposed to play. It's like creating a very powerful team, right? You've got a football team, you got a linebacker, you got a quarterback, you got a running, whoever, I don't know, whatever football is, right? (laughs) You got all those squads that make that Super Bowl winning team, right? And that's the way that I look at it as you're developing your cheer squad, your posse member. So, you know, you'll have a posse member that you know that you can go to when you need to get prayers right up to heaven, right? You know that they are a praying warrior. So you call that person. You know you've got a posse member who is a whiz at finances and knows how to keep a budget. And you're like, okay, what do I do? I keep going out of my budget, right? Right. Then you've got a, you've got a, a, a posse member who is like the fashionista. So anytime you're got an event, you have to go somewhere, you know who to call. You've got that posse member when you are mad as all get out and you want to freaking slash some tires and bash some windows. You've got that girl that says, I got you, boo, let's go, let's go, right? But then you've got that other posse member that says, whoa, hold your horses, Tonto. You've got a lot to lose. Let's reel this thing back in. But collectively, they make up who you are. They keep you solid. They keep you refined. They support you. All of those things are important. So when I ask individuals to look at who is sitting on their front row, everybody can't sit there. Some of them Mm -hmm. have to ride in the back seat. Some of them have to, you know, catch the next bus. (laughs) And some of them are right there riding shotgun with you. Evaluate the level of individuals that are in your life that they are pouring into you and not depleting you, then there's value there. How is your life better because they've come in contact with you? And how is their life better because you've come in contact with them? That's the level of um, scrutiny you need to take with the individuals that are in your life. That's very, very, very important. I think um, I talk about investing in yourself and we, we, talk, we talk about investing in ourselves in many different ways. We invest in stocks, we invest in real estate or whatever, but really investing in yourself and making sure that you have those individuals that help you. And that's also investing mm-hmm. in yourself, investing in your friends, in your cheer squad, in your posse. So that's a very, very important piece. And part of that, you know, as we talk about um, having that support group, uh, it's not always um, 
roses, right? How do you um, use your support group through those trying times? Because you, you, oh. my friend, are so resilient. We talk about being resilient. <laughs> I think about your story and you have so many, but to make it through the two strokes, um, being a journalism and having, um, like you said, that you lost your job, you lost so many things during those times, but you were able to pull through, you were able to survive, you were able to thrive mm -hmm. after those instances. But working with those groups to kind of help you pull you through those times. Absolutely, absolutely. Each and every one of them had a role to play. As I said, Shelly is a, is a, um, a speech pathologist, but she's one of my best friends. We've been friends since we were in middle school, right? Mm, wow. So she knows me. And so she's probably one of the few people that can call me out on my stuff and I still like <laughs> her, right? <laughs> so, so we have her. Then I have all of the other sisters that were there, you know, when I lost my home and I had to move out of my house and I was putting things in my escalate because I didn't have you know, enough money to, to pay for a moving van. And, you know, I laugh at these moments when I'm putting my mattress on top of my Escalade, driving mm. out of my gated community, humiliated, humiliated, mm. looking like the freaking clampets, right? <laughs> but it's those girlfriends who did not judge me that were mm. there and say, come on, boo, that's all right. It's going to be okay. We got you. This is only a ripple in the, in the river. This is only a pebble. This is it. We're going to go over that. And so each individual person played a role in some way, shape or form. I promise you, Milo, I could not have gotten to this point. Demetria, as I said earlier, pouring into me, believing in me, trusting my brand, trusting my abilities, pouring into my vision. That's mm -hmm. individuals that you've got to have in your circle. And everyone, as I said, has a different role to play. You've got to lean on them. And you can't be afraid and embarrassed or ashamed to wave the yellow flag. Mm. Hello, I, I need help because I did that for years, <laughs> for years. Uh, I'm Cecily Wilson. I can't let anyone know what's going on in my life. The lies you tell. And meanwhile, you're slowly getting deeper and deeper in this quicksand because you think you can do it alone. You're strong enough to pull yourself out of it. Yeah, you, you have to have that willpower, but you need someone who's on the other side holding the stick saying, grab it, grab mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I got you. Let's go. Grab it. So think about that. That's who you are. That's who the individuals that you need. And so when you're surviving, you know, a, a particular issue, it's not because you've done it by yourself. But then after you've done it, you've got to give it back. You've mm -hmm. survived for a reason. Think about it. We just celebrated 9-11, honoring 9-11. There were survivors that still have guilt that they made it out. Mm -hmm. That why, why, why am I still here when all those thousands of lives were, were perished in that building? why you survived because you are now obligated to help someone else survive. You have to turn that story around and say, okay, this is what happened to me. 
but it's not like, oh, woe is me, woe is me. No, this is what happened to me. And this is how I, along with my posse members, my crew, my crew members, my whoever that was, helped me to get out of it. So I'm going to give you a roadmap that you can follow if you choose to, because everything that we do, Myla, is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely a choice. So you can decide or you cannot. So choosing to follow a roadmap from someone who's been there, done that, bought the t-shirt might be a wise decision, right? (laughs) So um, again, to answer your question, I leaned on every single person that I could possibly think of that would have some level of support, advice, prayer. Maybe, Maybe it was just as simple as, you know, totally transparent. I had no idea. And oftentimes we get, we get caught up in that our posse members, our cheer squad has to look like us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You have no idea where your blessing is coming from. And I had no idea when I lost my home uh, for the second time, for the second time, mm-hmm. and this was just last year. And I'm, out with a rotary member and she's actually sits on my, the board of my nonprofit and I'm traveling back and forth to, to Tampa because I was staying with my ex in-laws mm-hmm. and because I didn't have my house. Mm. And so she's like, where are you going? I was like, Oh, I've got to drive back to Tampa. Well, why are you driving back to Tampa? You live here. Cause I didn't tell anybody. Right. Mm. Oh no. Uh, oh, because I just moved out of my home and I'm staying over there, you know, um, with them. She's like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> I have this house. I'm by myself. You can have this spare bedroom until you get things together. And mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, had I dismissed that I didn't look like her. Mm-hmm. I would have blocked my blessings for six, six or seven months. She allowed me to stay in her home wow. and me, treated me as if it were my home and still, still to this day. And I will forever be indebted to her because mm-hmm. she didn't have to do that, but it was a posse member that stepped in and helped me. They said, grab the stick, Cecily, grab the stick. I got it. I got it. Right. So That's- that's that important. I think that's important. And several pieces of that more, because um, we do have, you have some women that are afraid to obviously put themselves out there and ask for help. And like you really? said, it, it can be in many different shapes, forms, colors, what have you, the, the help is there. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to um, a woman that is, that is there now? they need the help, but they don't necessarily know how to seek that help because they're used to doing it alone. Right, right. The best advice that I can say is to use your words. You have to be very, um, you've got to be willing to be vulnerable because oftentimes that's the reason why we don't. We are trying to um, to show this, this, this rough and tough exterior that nothing's going to take me out and I'm okay. And I'm not going to ask anybody, but no, your vulnerability 
doesn't show a weakness. It doesn't mean that you're like this little, you know, you know, you know, pussy cat or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, you're strong. You're determined. It shows your strength when you recognize where you're weak and you need help. So I advise them to use their words. Now you can't just go around all willy nilly telling everybody, oh, I need help. I need help. You've got to be discerning and very strategic and clear on who you are going to be vulnerable with, because there are those individuals out there that will take that vulnerability and use it to hurt you even more. That's not an option. So you've got to be very clear and be willing to be vulnerable with that. It's almost like you have to be a brick covered in velvet. Mm -hmm. So you're strong on the inside, right? You're, you're sturdy, you're, you're able to withstand, you're able to withstand the pressure, but you're soft and beautiful to the touch on the outside. Mm. But you've gotta be that dual personality. And you know, we, we do this very well in, in the African-American community. It's called code switching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we know how to code switch. Right. And we do it to the best. And sometimes we have to code switch with when our life depends on it. So you have to become vulnerable, but you also have to be strong. Turn that switch on when you need to, but turn it off when you have to. Mm-hmm. That, that's a great piece of advice. And it just, I, I, something I actually want to ask you early because you brought up um, something that triggered. We do a lot of, women feel like they do a lot of um, taking, how can we make sure that we're also a giver, right? So we, we may be mm-hmm. in a vulnerable mm-hmm. part as you were mm-hmm. many years, but I think it's very important that we also return that favor to our posse, our cheer group, and make sure that we're there for those individuals that are needed um, when I, that uh, time is for them. I am so glad that you said that. I'm so glad that you said that because Um, I'm a woman of faith and I believe in what the word of God says. And he says it very clear. What you make happen for others, I will make happen for you. Mm. Give and it shall be given back to you. Press down, shaken together, running over, right? Give. And the reason why I have my nonprofit, WOW Legacy Group, which is an acronym for women overcoming with willpower, is because I felt I had nothing to give. Mm. And there's a quote by Gandhi, and it says, in order to find yourself, you have to lose yourself in the service of others. Mm -hmm. So when I lost myself after losing my voice, losing my marriage, losing my home, losing my job, who the hell is Cecily? Who is this? I have no idea who this woman is. She is a loser. I started listening to the heifer in my head, but I had to shut it down. My girlfriend, Satura, another posse member. Again, they all have different roles. Mm -hmm. Satura, I'm crying and whining about all the stuff that I had lost. I don't have my big house anymore. What am I supposed to do? I've got all these shoes. I've got all these clothes. I don't know what I'm going to do. Shut up, Cecily, and quit your whining. I want you to go and find a group of women in transition and give them all the stuff that you say you have nowhere to put. Do it. And initially, you know, I'm like, 
girl, what you talking about? You know how much I paid for these shoes? <laughs> but she says, no, watch God fill your hand more than you can imagine. That, Mila, was the spark that started this fire of philanthropy for me. Mm-hmm. So I went out, I found a group of women in transition. I contacted a, a local charity and said, hey, I've got all these beautiful clothes and things, but I want to do something that's a little more tangible. I want to give them tools that will help them start over again, right? Because I knew what I needed when I had to start over. I didn't work on a budget because I, I thought I didn't need to, right? Because I had a husband and he was taking care of everything. Right. But when things fell apart, I didn't know how to freaking balance the book, the, the budget. I didn't know the finances. I didn't know nothing because I was eye candy. I'm like, oh no, that was, that was the wrong move. Mm. So I had to learn finances. Then I had to revamp my resume. I had to, you know, build on my personal brand imaging all over again. So all of these things are tools that I said I wanted to give to these women aside in addition to the clothing that started as a one day event. And then I called on all of my girlfriends who were skilled in certain areas, whether that was HR, whether they were uh, finance, whether they were, you know, fashion, whatever they were. I said, hey, will you help me do this? Will you help me, you know, create the space for another woman? They're like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. That's what it started out as. It has now developed into a nine year program, which is now a six month program that we take them through empowerment sessions every month. And it ends with our annual fundraiser fall into fabulous. So when life falls apart, we dust away the shoulders, put our big girl panties on and fall into fabulous. And it's less of that physical outside exterior but the fabulousness of it all is when you decide to do something different, when you decide to end a toxic relationship, when you decide to fight through that health challenge, when you decide to say, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, whatever I need to do, I'm ready to do it. That's what we celebrate, that first step. We celebrate that. That is absolutely fabulous. And so at that point, when I decided to give back to others, oh my gosh, Satora was right. The level of blessings that God continues to bestow on me. And even Mm. in the midst of my lack, when you give, those are seeds that are planted. It may not come for you right then and there at that moment. And you cannot give back expecting to get, right? right? Oh, I'm going to do this for you, but you got to do this for me. No, you give and let it land there, period, and wait for the blessings to come back for you. And I can promise you, Myla, even in this moment, me having an opportunity to speak to you, our leadership, that spring into leadership was months ago, mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. ago. Yes. That was a seed that was planted then. Now God has given me the opportunity to use your platform, to use my voice to impact others. Right. that's giving back. And that's the reason why I do it. So I am happy to be able to give anywhere, any place, anyhow, any place that I can. And I'm, I know that each time that I give, God is somewhere down the lines going to open up another opportunity for me. So I am mandated. I said earlier, when you survive something, you are now obligated <laughs> to make, help someone else to survive and thrive through whatever it is that you're going through. So it's important for you to give back 
and not expect anything in return. Awesome. Well, that that's a great way for us to end. That's a powerful story. And I just want you to tell us where we can continue to follow you. Um, definitely your foundation, your book. Let us look, know more about where we can look for you in the upcoming months. Absolutely. Well, you can absolutely go and purchase the book on Amazon or on my website at the cecilywilson.com. That's T-H-E, cecilywilson.com to purchase my book there. It's also on Audible. I read it myself. So you'll hear my voice on Audible. You can find it on Amazon. You can also find more information on my nonprofit at wow, that's W-O-W, legacygroup.org. W-O-W legacygroup.org. That's for my nonprofit, Wild Legacy Group and Fall Into Fabulous. And you can follow me on all my Instagram channels, my Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. I have a YouTube channel under Cecily Wilson. You can follow my TV show. My digital talk show is called The Edge with Cecily. So that's coming up and out and running. And so we're really excited about all of the opportunities there. So please follow me on all social media channels under the Cecily Wilson or Cecily Wilson. You'll find him right there with an S-E-C-I-L-Y, not a C. Thank you, Cecily. This has been phenomenal. A lot of great information. So we will Oh my continue. gosh, it's over already, Milo. <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> Look, we're going to have to have you on again. You have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experiences that I think the ladies would love to hear and continue to hear more of. It's been an honor. And I thank you so much for finding value in my voice and allowing me to use your platform to share my message. So thank you very, very much. I do not take this lightly. Thank you. And we, we, again, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this week on Mommy Surviving and Thriving. Stay connected by liking, following, and subscribing. We're accepting topic requests and questions by email info at mstpodcast.com. While you balance it all, remember there's only one of you. Stay positive and give yourself grace. We're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. See you next week.